All right, and we're live, just like that. Mm-hmm. All right, so this is so tough. <laughs> hey, everybody! Thank you for listening so far. I know we're only like 13 seconds in, but hey, so far so good. This is episode one. This is for those who uh, don't know who I am. My name's Jordan. Jordan Lamb, specifically. Um, just drove all the way down from San Francisco, actually, to meet the incredibly <laughs> funny Celine Lee. Okay. Oh, wow. This alcohol. Yeah, so we're just having a little bit of sip sip and enjoying ourselves on a nice ice cold beverage. Uh, libations, now adult beverage. Per- Trying to specifically get the blood flowing a little get bit. The, get the blood flowing for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So again, my name's Jordan. Um, I'm turning 30 years old this year. <laughs> which, Congrats, young blood. <laughs> which I can't believe. Um, but a lot of, uh, you know, my prefrontal cortex is fully developed now. So what that means is I'm finally realizing that I'm a complete idiot. <laughs> that was really no, no. kind of intellectual right there. Well, I was like, whoa. Yes, but it's also a point where you're realizing like, man, I am coming of age mm-hmm. and everything that I thought I knew, mm-hmm. just throw it out the window, mm-hmm. you know? Well, we can get into that. We can definitely get, get into, into that. that. Celine, how about you give a little introduction and tell all our beautiful viewers all and right. listeners who you are. All right. It's Celine Lee, uh, born and raised in San Francisco. Me and Jordan have known each other since literally freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's how. That's over ten years. That's yeah, quite a milestone. We're we're literally like brothers and sisters, like yeah. at this at this point in time of our life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we have like changed so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then in this current state, like we're both still like living in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. You know, flourishing. In our jobs, sort of. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Uh, sort of. But like, yeah, I would say, how did we get to start this podcast? Like, why did we... Mm. What's our reasoning? What's our why? Mm. What's our why? What's our why? It's a great question. Because we both like to talk a lot. We both definitely like to talk. We both definitely had some amazing conversations in our day. <laughs> our short days. Yeah. But we also have, in my opinion, some interesting ways of how we look at life. We just like to talk shit. We just love <laughs> to so I'm talk keeping it real. Shit. We like to talk. We could literally talk for hours. Yeah. I mean, it's been done. Mm-hmm. And now we're just doing it and something's recording. Literally, so. it's like we talk the most and our significant others talk not nothing. that much. Literally mute. <laughs> just kidding. No, they're not mute. But they're more of listeners. Mm-hmm. They're here to just Mm-hmm. There can't be two alphas just talking their ear <laughs> off, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. one has to listen, one has to just keep talking, even though they know the other person's not li- really listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, at least that's for me. <laughs> so, do you think you and your significant other, you're the more talkative one? Why do you think that? Why do you think that is? Dude, like- I can talk anyone's ear off, honestly. Like, um, I don't know. I just really like fucking talking. I feel like... Oh, this is like kind of weird actually like it's kind of funny but like i feel like if you knew me from high school i actually did not talk that much Correct. She's actually i was just more weird yeah 
was just wearing weird shit all the time. I did like a baby faux hawk. I don't know if you remember that one year I did that, but like, why did I do it? I don't know. I was fucking weird and like just not as talkative. I didn't really know how to talk and I didn't really know how to express myself. Even still into college, like I still didn't know how to do that. Um, and then all of a sudden, like throughout my 20s, I think that's when I kind of realized like, I don't know, like I, I need to like express myself. And, like, I actually do have a lot to say. It's just that, like, it's been, like, hindered mm. through, like, I think growing up. Because I grew up with, like, fucking, you know, Asian-ass parents. Mm -hmm. Anytime there's conflict, no one knows how to deal with it. Just passive aggressiveness. And just goes 100 miles per hour for no reason at all. No communication. I couldn't agree to that. So, I think that literally traumatized me. Especially if you're Korean. I think you guys know what I'm talking about. Literally, it's just even Asian people in general, like... They don't know how to express feelings. They don't know how to talk shit out. Like, it's just, it's pretty bad. Like, in my opinion. Like, mm -hmm. they don't, people just don't know how to, like, Asian people, especially if you're, for, like, first generation, right? Like, mm -hmm. you, you kind of experience those, like, those gripes. Those, yeah. like, bottlenecks of, like, yeah, I don't know. You're just learning how to really express yourself. And you're so different from your, your, uh, like, your parents who immigrated here, but... I mean, shout out to them for giving us a better life, though. I mean, I, I, I personally can definitely relate to that. Um, obviously, I'm first generation as well. My parents made the long trek to immigrate from their perspective countries that they're coming from to get to the U.S. And it's always in Asian culture all about the grind. It's all about working hard. It's all about being stoic. It's all about suppression of mm -hmm. your emotion which doesn't even exist in an asian household mm -hmm. you don't even have the liberty liberty or luxury to express your emotional thoughts because you're in like survival mode you're in survival mode yeah you are all about pleasing your elderly mm -hmm. respect yeah and making sure that you uh provide mm -hmm. you know whether it be financially mm -hmm. whether it be um emotionally whether it be just providing to the family mm -hmm. and fitting into the mold yeah definitely different culture norms out there yeah. in that time period yeah. like they don't they didn't have technology dude like they didn't have like shit we have now fucking iphone fucking instagram yeah. like uh, fucking tiktok and clubhouse and shit like you know, they're just out here, like, probably playing with chickens. <laughs> Chasing playing chickens. <laughs> with chickens. You know what? Jack, I have a great story that I will touch on about chickens and the first time I went to China. But yes, <laughs> definitely they did not have the internet. They didn't have iPhones. Mm -hmm. They didn't have Tinder. They didn't have TikTok. They didn't Dude, have... they had arranged marriages. Arranged marriages. Imagine waking up and then your parents are setting you up for a fuck. Wait. You don't even need to imagine, because Celine, that's happened to you. You've, yes. Oh you've my God. touched on this story before. You have touched on oh, the story where your mom tried to hook you up with some Korean superstar. Dude, that was so bad. I, I actually for, blocked that memory out of my, my mind because of like Damn. how traumatized Traumatic. It was. it was traumatic. It was fucking traumatic. If you blocked it out of your, of your mental perception, then yes. Yeah. It was traumatic. Okay. Well, this was like... Fuck, 2013, 2014. And, you know, I was still pretty young. I was like, what, like 23, 23 right? Yeah. And then 
But my mom, she's hardcore Korean. Like, she's, like, the more intense Korean. She's not the passive one. She will, like, get in my face, make me do shit that I don't want to do. And, like, so what happened is that she wants to me wants me to like live a very like rich wealthy life in my future and well regardless if that means i have to marry a rich guy who may who i might not have chemistry with who i might not be interested in whatever but this was her friend's son from la and like i don't know if he, he would ever come across this podcast whatever <laughs> who, get, who cares but like i mean we she, just have a couple of million uh, listeners but yeah. yeah no big deal yeah no big deal uh but yeah so she decided like she decided to ask me every day if like i would be down to meet him i literally said no almost like seven times until like until at that point i was so over it. i was just, like fine just fucking do it like just, like get it over with get, get the dinner over with so they like flew up here and we went to like did we go to, like, Benihana or something? So I made my dad sit next to me. Yeah, you did tell me about some very uh, interesting uh, seating selections about the restaurant that you yeah. were going to. Yeah. Well, well, okay. So literally when I first saw him, I was, like, kind of laughing. It was pretty disrespectful. But, like, I don't give a shit what you guys think of me. Let's, let's touch on the physical appearance. He kind of was this very, like, husky... Oh. Husky looking fella, okay. you know, like chubby all around. Like he just looks like your your nerdy dude that's like chubby, you know. Glasses. Like, glasses. I don't know. Sorry for all the people that wear glasses out there. I didn't mean to. Yeah, show I mean, any disrespect for the people that wear glasses. When she just said chubby, I, I used to wear glasses. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he he wore this like okay. Let me tell you, he wore this button up that had like this weird like design on the collar mm -hmm. it kind of looked like a cowboy design if i'm being very honest if i kind of remember and i was just like kind of laughing at just like just a situation like i can't believe this is happening my dad was also laughing laughing too and he's trying to make me stop and then i literally said like dad you have to sit next to me the whole time during dinner and then they eventually like trade spots and he was like we're at that point we were just like oh what do you do like well like well you know what do you like <laughs> i don't know it was just pretty like generic as shit right so actually, so moving on, I decided like I'm gonna ditch them. My mom tried to make me stay. I was like, no. Nah. It was July Fourth weekend, if I remember. And then I was still working at my parents' place at the time. And then so I had to go to work the next day on the Sunday. And then she literally like hunted for me with her and the uh, friend and like the son and stuff. This is your mom. My mom, like she knew I was at work. She decided like she saw one of my coworkers. She's like, where's Celine? And I can hear her because she's like coming in like the, the room and I'm like on the other side and then mm. I was thinking about hiding under the table. Like that's how scared I was. Jeez. And then because I was only promised to do a dinner only and then only to find out that I actually have to now do like a second lunch. Anyways, fast forward, we end up going on a stupid ass lunch <laughs> and then like literally I kid you not, what happened was that like my dad had to go to the bathroom and this was towards the end of the dinner where like you know, the, the son ended up like paying for like the lunch, whatever. Um, and then, the, so I was alone with my mom and her friend and the, the mom's, my mom's friend literally said to me like, hey, I, in Korean, I know he's like not like, I think she either said I'm, he's not good looking or like he's a little bit overweight, Ouch. but can you please like, you know. Be respectful. No, give your number to him. And then I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I was like acting like I didn't hear her and I was just like, no, I'm not doing that. That's fucked up. Like, I just like, I'm, why, this was all very forceful. And then, uh, so I was like, kind of like, no, cause like, why would I really? Yeah. And then at the end, um, 
I guess like my mom, like she, like a few days later, she got so mad at me because she, I, she felt like I embarrassed her. She literally, wow. one time I came up the stairs, she literally like ripped my shirt. She literally ripped my shirt because that's how upset she was. Cause her friend gave her like collar and was like, oh, she felt I, I was being like very disrespectful to her, mm -hmm. right? And then only to realize later for my dad that my mom was the one that set the whole thing up. Like it wasn't even like, cause like you have to think about it, like her friend didn't probably care to even do this. And like my mom was the one that was pursuing it only for her, her and her son to get embarrassed by me. But it's just like, dude, that's all on you. It's not me. Like, I don't even give a shit. Like, so you didn't even know that your mom was setting you up. No, no, I didn't know she was the one that initiated it. Oh my God. Yeah, that was fucked up. And yeah. then, you know, honestly, to this day, I still kind of like hold somewhat of a grudge. I just haven't like tried to think about it as much as before. Like I used to like, just like, uh, what's the word? Um, compartmentalize it. Compartmentalize it. Yeah. So I'm just like trying to not to think it cause she's kind of changed her ways over time. And we can get into like how my mom is to like, uh, my current boyfriend and stuff like that whole journey. But like, Pretty much, I didn't really let it go, and the fact that like my dad made me say sorry to her, like it was just for me. It was like I don't know. Like, sorry, sorry, say sorry. To he your made mother. me say sorry to her because of how mad she was getting, and my dad was probably just like scared that she was just gonna like hold this like hissy fit for so long and like hold this stubborn grudge, and that I should always say sorry. And I feel like honestly, like because I'm the one that has to like confront, like whether it's my brother, whether it's my my mom and he makes he's making me do it just to like provide peace. Mm. I'm just like I feel like it's like, kind of like mentally like fuck me up and like. That's uh, that's the whole thing about you have to apologize to your parent. Yeah. In yeah. the Asian household. I have to my self esteem like gets shot down and I'm just like made to feel like it's always my fucking fault and mm -hmm. like like literally I'm actually I don't think I told you this but I'm seeing a life coach next week. <laughs> oh my god. I'm dropping a bomb on you, but... This is a bomb, everybody. This is a bomb. You know why? Because I'm hearing this. I've heard... Kid you not. You are like the sixth person within the last, I want to say, month and a half that has told me that you're seeing a life coach. And you know what? Yeah. I fucking respect it. <laughs> well, okay. It came because it's provided for my work for free. So I'm like, why Good. not? Good for yeah. Zuck. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, maybe that's a little tidbit on where Celine works, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe if I take off, I don't need to work anymore. Just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I need money, please. <laughs> uh, but what? Yeah. So I like the idea of a life coach. It's mm -hmm. something I actually personally considered, not in the form of me receiving the information and knowledge, but me giving it. Oh, really? You thought about like getting your license and shit? Yeah, because I enjoy meeting new people. I enjoy mm -hmm. conversating with new people. Yeah. I enjoy just like strategizing. You know, my friend, she became a life coach like in the yeah. last two years. And like, you just have to like, kind of like, um, I guess maybe go through this like program or, or something because yeah. they teach you like, 
things that you should kind of like how to approach it and like different yeah. like um strategies i guess like how you should like kind of deliver your message because i think the the purpose of the life coach is to like kind of work on more like actionable items Correct. and like like kind of help you with your future whereas like a therapist is more like finding the root cause of your your issue right yeah what i was told was like a therapist goes back right mm -hmm. they dig mm -hmm. backwards and yeah. pulling up emotional physical sexual trauma to get you to where you're at today mm -hmm. The life coach looks at, hey, you're paying me for three months worth of work. Mm -hmm. Where do you want to get from today to the end of the three months? That's yeah. my job. My job is to strategize. My job mm -hmm. is to create some form of structure and discipline in your life to get you from where you're at now to where my contract is. Dude, I think you'd be really good at it, actually. I think. Thank you. That warms my fucking heart. You know, I try to. Even though yeah. I. Probably I'm not gonna do it, <laughs> but yeah, thank you. No, you definitely have like the personality and like, um, yeah, I just feel like you definitely have the skill, like human like skill set to like do it. Like out of like all, everyone I've known, yeah, yeah, like you definitely have the ability to help like, help guide and like teach people. It's not even about teach because like when I like get to know someone, mm -hmm. like what I completely cherish a lot in life. And especially through my significant other or like friends mm -hmm. or people that you just meet when you're out traveling or even within your inner circle is like a new perspective. Mm -hmm. When you get a new perspective, mm -hmm. it's like a completely different ending to a movie that you've watched a thousand times. It's, it's kind of true. Yeah. Like us being first generation Asian Americans born and raised here in the Bay Area, specifically San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And then like we talk to someone else that had a complete or you go to college. Yeah. And you meet someone that's like their family's been here since the start of time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's really about your life experiences. Correct. That like really helps guide you in that in that manner of like like knowing how to deal with like situations, trauma, and, like, trauma. Like you, yeah. if you've seen a lot of things, you you're able to kind of like honestly open up like people's eyes, you know. Totally, yeah. and like as cheesy as it sounds, it's like you get to open up like someone's mental capacity, their mm -hmm. heart. As you know, mm -hmm. cheesy as it sounds, but like there's so many people that walk around in society right now that literally don't have any foothold or understanding mm -hmm. or a grip on who they are you know i honestly sometimes i feel like i'm still finding out who i am too like of course like i just like entered my my 30s like uh, a few months ago and like honestly when i really look back because like a few years ago i was kind of thinking like man my 30s is gonna suck i don't want to turn 30 it just sounds so old like the number like it was getting to me honestly like when i was in my late 20s you know because i had that thing where in the past where like when i was younger like, oh, I'm, I want to get married by 25. I want to get married by 30. And it just kept pushing back as I got older. And then I hit 30 and I'm like, honestly, like marriage and that whole like situation, like, uh, I know it's going to happen, but it's like, it's like not in my main priority as yeah. well too. And like now I start really looking back and I'm like, you know, actually I had many fun times when I was in my twenties, but I really sincerely feel like I would, most of the time I was just like, learning too, so much about myself i was broke as fuck and like um i was just like spending my money on just like having fun and partying and like honestly like i was just like still like getting to know myself you know mm -hmm. so but now 30s like i'm only like i'm like now 
slightly more confident. <laughs> of course. <laughs> like a little, I have a little bit more self-esteem than before. Uh, a little bit more money, so now things seem a little more enjoyable, right? <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah, and you know, to to kind of touch on what we started at the beginning of this podcast, but it's like, yeah, like when you're turning thirty and you're coming of age, like. What's what's really interesting, and this is kind of going to be a, a, a placeholder in time when we look back and listen to all of this, but it's what's what's incredibly interesting is we are cresting, you know, 3-0. It sounds like a big deal from where we're sitting right now and looking mm-hmm. forward, but we're still it's so incredibly young. Mm-hmm. We have to say that, yeah. right? Sure. And, it, and it feels like we know ourselves better. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say incredibly well, but we still have so much to learn. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. literally 30 years old. We were literally 30. There's literally... That is so young. Look at our parents. My parents... Yeah. Late 60s, mid 70s. Oh, we're supposed to your parents. My mom... My, my, my dad is 73. 74. Oh, shit. My mom is damn near 70, 65. They're oh, 10 years uh, apart. Yeah, and, you know, my parents are 8 years apart. <laughs> yeah. It's like I mean, the whole thing. And that's common. And, yeah. You know, and... No, my dad's just hitting 65 this year, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. get that social security, bitch. <laughs> God bless America. <laughs> but think about it. I mean, they're more than double our age. Yeah. Think about all the experiences you had in your 20s. Mm-hmm. Think about all the college parties that you went to where you were like, holy shit, like this is crazy. All the people that you met. All the guys that you thought were cute, that you thought like, holy shit, if I can end up with a guy like that, mm-hmm. for me, a girl, you know, and it's like, think about all the times where you thought like you were at your life's Super Bowl, per se. What was your <laughs> I don't my know what is my life's Super Bowl, to be honest. When I think back to my life. It was when you met Chloe, just kidding. <laughs> When I think back to my life and just like where I've been the past in my twenties, my twenties is all about experience, and I, yeah. and I good and bad. Good like, and bad. I've had some near death experiences in my twenties. Oh I've, yeah, we can get into that. We later. can get into that on the later episode, but it's like I've also had some of the literally the best moments where I feel pure ecstasy without even taking it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and like I have the most amazing support system and friends, and just like mm-hmm. yeah, you met so many people along the way. Yeah, and you we traveled to so many places. You Correct. really think about it, right? We are so lucky to be able to do that. To like, be able to do that. My dad hasn't even left America since he immigrated here. Holy can that? Can you let that sink in? Like yeah. he hasn't fucking left since he left Korea. Holy shit. He's like honestly scared of planes too, but like he's just been working all his whole life and he's like very addicted to like just working. Like that's all he knows. That's a goddamn fact and you know how we always think of, oh, where are you going to go in summer? Oh, you just got back from Hawaii. Like all of those times where we look on social media, we're talking to a friend and Mm -hmm. we just literally got back from somewhere. Mm -hmm. That is a goddamn luxury. It is. Yeah. And that's what people don't realize. I feel like the social norm here is mm-hmm. like to have financial freedom for you to go and travel somewhere, mm-hmm. for you to be able to take work off, mm-hmm. for you to be able to work from home. Right. You know, yeah. and 
No. Like, there are majority of the people on planet Earth, the 8 billion people that literally call home and Earth the place that it is, 99% of them don't have that luxury. Mm -hmm. They're working. As soon as they're a teenager, they're working. They're providing to their family. Mm -hmm. The fact that we're born and raised in America is a blessing it itself. is yeah. yeah yeah like we literally have the luxury to, to sit do here whatever the fuck we want to do whatever the fuck we want yeah can everyone let that like sink in for a minute like think yeah. about your life think Correct. of how it came to be yeah. like what regardless of like for some of you it's kind of hard to at the moment like whatever your struggle you're going through mentally or physically and things like that but like also it also if you ever think about like hindsight it could be kind of worse too you could like there's other countries out there that's just like they're going dealing with war they're dealing with like food shortage shortages and, and things like that like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like i mean yeah like other countries aside like let's just look at what's going on in america right now yeah right this bipartisan uh, complete compartmentalized let's say ideas and, and, and ethics and who we are as a country it's like that is literally tearing our country apart yeah. you know this left right red and blue yeah. do you like this person do you like that person mm-hmm. it's like it's incredibly petty because in reality when you conversate with someone mm-hmm. when you meet someone new 9 out of 10 times you actually have more things in common with that person yeah than just who you voted for yeah than who you're actually following or mm-hmm. listening to mm-hmm. you know like i don't care who you are what color your skin is it's like mm-hmm. if you are a good human being and you show respect mm-hmm. and you love your family and friends and you just want to provide yeah like how can you hate on that i don't give a shit who you voted for yeah you know? I just, yeah, I do feel like there's just honestly so much negativity, so much hate, you know, so much like such bad energy all over, like everywhere in America. And it's like, I don't know. It's just like how, I mean, don't get me wrong. This might sound really naive, but like, I think in order to live a, like a more intentional, like positive lifestyle, you, you definitely have to live with more intent and be, I don't know, just like thinking things in a more positive and optimistic light. Like, I, I kind of feel like maybe that is a little too naive to say, but, like, I every time I'm on Twitter, there's always, like, people arguing, people fighting, and, like, you know, anytime there's, like, forums, there's, like, Reddit, and, like, yeah. Facebook, like, people are just, like, go, going at it really hard with really intense opinions and, like, um, their point of view and things like that, and it's just, like, it's great to have an opinion, don't get me wrong. And like, I believe like everyone has the freedom to say anything as, as well too. But like, at the same time, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like at the end of the day, maybe try to live a more like, like healthy and intentful like way of thinking, you know, like easier said than done. There's a lot of like crazy shit happening all over the world. But like, I think bad negativity is only going to bring you down like yeah. in life. That's, that's like a form of a resentment, you know, drinking, mm-hmm drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Mm-hmm. I don't know who mm-hmm. said that, but when I read that about resentment, I was like, damn, that's a great quote. So I just quoted it. Kind of true. Actually, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. But getting back to like intention, like what you mentioned, right? Intention is incredibly important. Intention yes. requires being mm-hmm. present. Mm-hmm. And being present requires like to understand who you are and where you're at. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And 
that's the thing. It's like, I feel like society right now lacks empathy. It lacks totally. compassion. Totally. It lacks, like, what natural reward systems a human I think has. most people are only thinking about themselves and their environment and like their community and like the way they live their life. Mm -hmm. Like, like emphasis on like them, just them, them themselves, you know what I mean? Like, because I kind of feel like, you know, you only think about yourself. So you're only concerned about what needs to be changed for yourself. And that's why it's whole hard for, it really is honestly so hard for people to look at like, you know, to be, have more empathy towards this other person who might not have like the same privileges or mm -hmm. like, you know, same, you know, like rights or, or things like that. So I, I just feel like for, for people that are just like, just into themselves, you know, I don't know. It's like very old school, like, you know, narrow minded kind of like tunnel vision type of thinking, you know, I feel like, I don't know what to do about that because a lot of like more old school people are definitely like that. You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, whereas like the younger people are definitely a little more progressive and things like that. I, I don't want to imply you guys on like our political like views either as well too, but just by like what we're kind of like talking about. Cause like, honestly, I don't know if we would want to even get into that. Like honestly in the podcast, I'm not trying to like, yeah, I'm not trying to like sw persuade or like sway anyone into like just because of what we think and how we think. Like, you know, there's some people that are just like strictly left, left, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and my thing is like most people don't fall in those categories. Not like, truly. Not not fully. It just for me personally, it just depends what we're talking about. Depends. I think it's all dependent. I don't think like one way is like yeah better than the other. Really, Correct. like there's so many positives in both views. I agree, and um, that's unfortunately like. Um, what I think with what's media, uh, with what media is doing right now, with what mm -hmm. social media, as far as like it, it, it literally is weaponizing social media. I, I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. Yeah, it's not. It's not yeah. right. People know that I'm getting that dopamine effect as soon as I open up mm -hmm. Instagram or TikTok and someone likes my picture. Yeah. But at the same time. Like the algorithms that they're creating, refining, generating, mm -hmm. working on, are literally working and, and, and exaggerating negative traits for human nature, right? Mm -hmm. We're like humans are a very communal species. Mm -hmm. We are susceptible to tribalism. Like we mm -hmm. want to assimilate, we mm -hmm. want to fit in. Mm -hmm. And whatever we feel right that's going to provide our community the resources that we need, we're going to bend and, and fit in. Mm -hmm. We're going to fight mm -hmm. for what we think is right for the yeah. tribe. Yeah, for sure. So when you get a dopamine effect telling you to vote one direction, like this person's image, mm -hmm. or wear this certain shirt, mm -hmm. then you're going to fall into that. Mm -hmm. You're going to fall into the trap because you're getting a positive, which you think yeah. dopamine reinforces your way of thinking. Correct. Yeah. And that's a very slippery slope. It is slope. a slippery slope. It yeah. was, it's like, it's very dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Because you can always on the internet search out, look for, click, hit, search for through Google or DuckDuckGo on what mm -hmm. you want to look for mm -hmm. to reinforce what you think is right. 
Right, right. Because that's what, honestly, at the end of the day, as humans, what we all want is a sense of belonging. Correct. We all just want to be accepted and be, like belonging somewhere. That is like the main thing. Like that is what everyone's looking for. Like or most people at least, like they are looking for like their their community, their um, you know, people to like let them know that they are right, you know? Like most people don't honestly want to be having arguments or like debates yeah. or like, you know, they don't want to change their way of thinking. You know, yes, I mean because change is difficult. Change is and it's very uncomfortable. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. So I think as humans, like we're, you know, natively speaking, like as a survival thing, we all just want to like fit in, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's even like you even think about it for yourself. Like you, you know, me and you, Jordan, like we are our main group of friends, like predominantly Asian, right? Yeah. It's like an Asian community because yeah. like what we can relate to them more. We kind of grew up with them. Same we kind of, yeah, yeah. Even though we went to like somewhat of a diverse high school. Totally. Yeah. I we grew up with every single different ethnic race in the public school system in mm-hmm. San Francisco Unified School District. So it's like we sat on the bus, we went in class, mm-hmm. we did projects, we played sports with every single different type mm-hmm. of human there mm-hmm. is literally on planet Earth. Yeah. And that is some of the X Factor shit that we got growing up in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen fights. We've seen fights. <laughs> we've seen World Star before it became World Star. Yeah, we saw World Star before World Star was <laughs> even World Star. Is World Star even so? Do, do you even know? Do you know the term chuggy? No. What is chuggy? I literally learned this a few weeks ago after reading this article about like um, that this word kind of like emulates like. Hillary Duff, like Lizzie McGuire days. So let me explain. Chuggy means pretty much like this definition of, uh, you know, you were once stylish and like, you know, things were very trendy back in the day for you, but they're no longer not. Mm-hmm. So if you think about like 2000s, like I used to wear my brother's hand-me-downs, like the <laughs> old Navy cargo pants that, that had the like zip up to tr- turn into shorts yep. situation. I remember those. Uh, let's see, like, um, Let's see. People had like, you used to wear like big ass white tees for no reason. Oh yeah. Yep. Like you get those at Foot Locker's. They had the, for those who don't remember, at Foot Locker they had the extra long tees. <laughs> Did you wear the extra long? Hell no, I didn't wear the extra long. You know me, Selena. I didn't wear jack shit. I just wore whatever I had. You literally wore just like zip up hoodie, white t shirt, and jeans. That's always your. That's outfit. the fit. That's. I mean, that's the fit to this day. <laughs> you know, so that that is literally she just drew up the goddamn whole. Yeah, but remember, you, people used to be into like new era hats, oh, yeah. caps. You know, like it wasn't was a snapback. Jordans, Air Forces, yeah. which actually, Turbo, jeans. which Air Forces have been making a comeback. So I would consider that not really chuggy anymore. But like, I, I used to wear like sequin and rhinestones and oh, oh fuck. It so was what? Sorry, sorry. To, yeah, what does chuggy mean? Literally, like, a trend that was popular back in the day, but definitely is considered, like, somewhat, like, boomer. Yeah, I'm serious. I'm, like, very actually serious. Like, it's, like, the Generation Z sees, like, anyone above their generation as boomers. There's, like, research done on that, actually. But, like, um... It's it's a very interesting experience now that we're, like, 30. Mm -hmm. That we have, like, 
a whole generation below us, mm -hmm. right? And like for the rest of eternity, we're gonna be talking shit about the generation below us. Even mm -hmm. the generation below us is gonna talk about talk shit about the generation that comes. Dude, after they think it. we're fucking old. I mean, they think we're like old people. Because Celine, we are. <laughs> okay. When you no. When you first heard the the term smartphone, it did not refer. Did not refer oh to an iPhone? Chogi also means fucking sidekick days, yeah. flip phones. Exactly. Remember oh, the sidekick in class? You would the people that were able to afford it. I didn't. I couldn't that, afford it. I couldn't flip that motherfucking sidekick, and they're just tapping away. They On the keyboard. They didn't have to do the goddamn. What was the, it? Was called like something nine, where T nine. Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. They didn't have to do none of that T nine shit because they had a motherfucking keyboard on their goddamn smartphone. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and then people had the BlackBerry days. Uh, oh um, yeah. BlackBerry days. I've only had like that like swide like wait what? I just made up a word swide flip swide. flip flips flip slide like LG phone or whatever. Mm. And yeah, it was, I mean internet back then was so bad too mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. You remember trying to just go on a browser, like, yeah. I mean, there was, like, nothing, like, really fully, like, flushed out, like, now and how it is now. But, like, oh, man, those days were kind of, like, ugly and, like, very cringy. But at the same time, like, nostalgic and, like, times were more simpler back, back then. You, you got to appreciate it, though. Mm -hmm. Because you have to appreciate where the hell we came. Uh -huh. Like everybody walks around with a device that's literally in their pocket, their purse, their hand, their backpack, uh -huh. that literally has the power to connect the world. Yeah. But at the same time, the caveat to that is we don't trust the person that we're standing right next to. I trust you. Well, what I mean, yeah, it was a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I guess I'm stupid. <laughs> no, you're not stupid. I'm just, just completely missing. Getting what I was drunk, yeah. missing the point. For those who don't know, we are sipping on uh, what is this here? <sighs> what is it? You didn't even know what you bought. Like this no, is your I first time buying. It's uh, called Buffalo Trace. Okay. <sighs> and Sounds like bullet, like monkey shoulder. According to this label back here, it was on it's sale. Really it, was, nice. it was on sale at Betmo. It's actually really nice. But according to this label on the back side of this bottle of uh, whiskey, mm -hmm. early pioneers sold here in seventeen seventy five. Seventeen seventy five. Wait, I'm, wait, wait! I don't understand that. So the date means that's when this bottle was created. No, or this when is they when started. The company started. Okay. I was about to say, that's, this ain't no 1775 liquor, like, I don't even know what liquor tastes like back then, but it kind of sounds like it would have been really good. <laughs> but I think that's before Or maybe America it was, was like, started. really bad. Was that before America was started? I don't know. I don't know dates. I don't know history. I'm fucking terrible. I didn't learn shit in our public high school. That's part of <laughs> SFUSD, baby. <laughs> yeah. I, did you learn? Do you remember, like... Learning? Learning. <laughs> Do you remember anything? <laughs> what I remember most about our, our experience at George Washington High School was... Oh, we're gonna get in. 
It was more, it was more, I want to say more about friends, right? Events, <laughs> community. It was never yeah. about what was happening in class. Yeah. I've had What so was your main priority in high school? Just to hang out, have a good time, have yeah. fun, you know? Yeah. It was, I mean, I was always so bored in class. Like, I don't know what it was, but I'm, I'm not the traditional academic person where I can sit there, I can be studious, mm -hmm. I can take notes, mm -hmm. I can study, I can mm -hmm. aid an exam. That's just not how I'm designed. That's not how my brain works. I've learned that from early, even elementary school, I already knew, like, I've always, I'm a very tactile person. I need to touch it. I need to take it apart. I need to put it back together. That's just how my brain works. Are you like an engineer? I am not an engineer, but I do have three older brothers. Two of them are engineers and one of them is an electrician. Mm -hmm. So if you want to know how my brain works. You, you want to get like hands on. That's what you were saying. Yeah. I want to take it apart and figure out the actual systems that are set. Someone created and designed. And you put you've done this with like cars. I've done this with cars. Yeah. I've done this with motorcycles. Mm -hmm. I've done this with women. Bam. Oh, oh just kidding. Oh, uh, right. interesting. I, I'll let that Center. be open for interpretation. Yes. Um, yeah, I think my experience in high school was different from you because mm -hmm. I came from a private Catholic. Yeah, let's like, play in. Go. Yeah. Yeah, I came from like a kindergarten through eighth grade private Catholic, predominantly white school. Are you still? Do you still practice? Are you still Catholic? No, hell no. I'm really not. And like, I can get into this a little deeper later because of my boyfriend's family's, uh, or just his mom, like his very, her very religious views. But, um, I would say, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but like, and I, I always tell like, you know, my boyfriend about this, but like, I don't know why up until this day, mm. I still have dreams about my middle school and the people in my middle school and i've been having this since like Whoa. the last five ten ish years like wow. i don't know why i don't i'm always back in the school i'm always like interacting with someone that like i've always known like it's a small like every grade was always small it's not like maybe like 30 people each class or something or maybe it was 60 i don't know <laughs> but like you know i don't know why i don't i don't know why like like, I dream about these people I haven't seen, talked to since actually, like, eighth grade. And, like, mm -hmm. I don't really connect with anyone. I didn't, maybe it's because I didn't really, like, um, fit in as well, too. Like, mm -hmm. I was always, like, friends with, like, the non-white people. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. Like, I don't know what my dream is, like, telling me. Like, I, I don't know if it's also because of, like, I... Um, I have like a very controlling personality and like I, I don't know if like maybe it's because like I want to prove to them that like I'm so much more different than I was back then and that maybe it is kind of like also going back to that whole thing about like being accepted mm -hmm. and like belonging and maybe it really has something to do with that but mm -hmm. like yeah when I started high school my high school was so different from you because I didn't know anyone I came from like literally private school literally knew new one no one totally new one and then um yeah so I had to like make friends from my homeroom yeah. and like just like start anew and like especially starting in a public school system like yeah. so different most of them went to like the two top like um, well not top but like the two popular like private schools in SF. Yeah, sorry to cut you off, Celine, but Go for ahead. those for those who don't know, 
Um, what Celine is essentially talking about is what she, she, was, she was going to a private school from K through eight. Okay, so by the time she was exposed to a public school system in San Francisco, her freshman year in high school, ninth grade, this was her first time getting thrown straight into a public school system. She didn't know anybody. Into the jungle. Into the jungle. I had the luxury of going from a public school system to another public school system. And you had, like, carryover friends. Correct. I had carryover friends. I had friends that I already knew from middle school that I already had. I've already formed relationships with mm-hmm. them. So by the time we went to high school, they just, you know, they just grew. I just built on those relationships. Yeah. So. I was, like, reaching out, too. Like, I, like... Because I just, like... I don't know. I just really wanted so hard to, like, make some friends. Like, I literally... Now, thinking... Looking back on that, I guess I was pretty bold. I would, like, go up to two of the girls. Like, one in my homeroom. One in my, like, class that I had, like, a few... Um, two, uh, a few classes with. And, like, I would just go up to them and be like, Hey, like, I'm slain. Like, like I don't know. I don't even know what I said. One of them being your fucking ex-girlfriend. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but no, hey, I'll tell you what. Celine, when I first met you, you did not come off as, I want to say, a shy person. Yeah, I definitely don't remember Yeah, yeah you, you definitely put your best foot forward in, in terms of um, introducing yourself. Do you remember? You actually remember when I first met you? No, I was just bullshitting. Was <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I, I think I met you through Melissa. Yeah, because I don't think we had classes together. Yeah, and then, like, Melissa was just with you. Yeah, did you have classes with Melissa? No. Oh, should we not be giving, like, real names? <laughs> Oops. Mm. Uh, whatever. And whatever. Too late. We'll just the call her. Knows now. We can go call her Stephanie, too. <laughs> that's weird. That's my cousin's name. Oh, yeah, that's right. Dude, Stephanie's such a generic name. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, right. yeah, I had class. I had, like, two classes with her bio, which well, they we all, like, dropped out of. They don't know um, her last name, so let's call them by their first name. We're not we're not getting paid five hundred K from this, like no way. <laughs> just two fifty. Knock on wood. Never say never though. <laughs> just two fifty. Um no big deal. Yeah, so I had like PE and uh bio mm. her. Did you have class with her? No, but you've asked that four times now. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm getting drunk guys. <laughs> but I do remember she was, you had, uh, she had PE with you or something. I went up to her in the, literally, like, the, the stands, like, the, yeah. what do you call those? I don't know. Why the F did you go up to Melissa and she, just because she was a girl and she was in your class? Yeah, everyone looked like Asian ass wops. Oops, sorry. Yeah. Um, no, seriously, like, she, she honestly was probably just, like, everyone's just all shy, just looking down, like, not trying to communicate, not trying to, like, interact, and I'm like... Wow, this is weird. It's, it's funny because Melissa also went to a private school. That's true. She did. Yeah. But she, she had carryover friends from her private school. A little school. bit. Yes. She had a little bit of carryover friends. But it's just funny how you went up to another private school. Oh, yeah. Carryover. I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. I just was like, I don't know. She looks cool. Like, I'm here literally in my fucking sweatpants, in my baggy ass hoodie. Like, Bring all right, back. I'm just going to go up to her. Like... That was like literally the style back then. I do remember Celine wearing sweatpants all and baggy hoodies. All so the time. you know, you know, sweatpants are in now. Like you, Dean's you like younger high school cousin wears like sweatpants all the time, and she matches with her high school boyfriend who also wears like sweatpants. It's I'm just saying it's just really in. It's fucking stylish. Remember when couples would match? Did you ever match? I don't want to say their names, but I'm gonna say their names. <laughs> you don't have to say their names. You could just be like I. You know, Clara. Or no, like, Rochelle and Daniel. 
Oh my gosh. Well, you fucking said someone else. <laughs> yeah, they definitely always match all the time. No, they they came into school like a goddamn fashion show. They came in wearing the same Jordans, <laughs> the same Air Jordan shorts, and the same jersey or sweater from whatever prospective basketball player at the time. Dude, I was like really into Abercrombie. Well, yeah. everyone was like super ghetto. I would wear Abercrombie with Jordans. That's how ghetto. Like that's how like. I remember all weird, of my space pictures, Lean. I remember all of them. Also chunky back then too. Honestly, I I wear. I remember I would go to Taco Bell and like. Ordered twenty dollars worth of Taco Bell. I don't know. It was a lifestyle. It was quite a lifestyle. Wait, can we just touch on that? You used to go to Taco Bell and order twenty dollars worth of Taco Bell. I'm like disgusted with myself. I got the Mexican pizza, which they don't serve anymore. The Mexican pizza and like bean, like bean burritos. Who? Who the fuck eats bean burritos? Um, you clearly you did back then. I don't know, I so had, you were. I probably had like five bean burritos. You were part of the market share. Oof, oof. That's why I was so chunky back in the day. Self esteem was low. Uh, I was pre-surgery when my eyelid... Oops. No, I remember when that actually happened. I was, like, really... More Celine, I, I remember when that would happen. And believe it or not... No, but you didn't know I had surgery until I told you. That's right. You did tell me, but I did notice you walking around the hallways at the time. And you had, like, tape. <laughs> you had the, the eyelid tape. I would put scotch tape on my fucking eyes. And then, like... Yeah, because it would give you like that little crease, right? And I would be like, damn, I look hella good. Can you, can you touch on that for, the, for those who are listening that don't know about the eyelid crease? Okay, if you don't have any eyelid or like, I mean like double eyelid, you know, you just have like this fucking monolith shit going on. You just have hella fat like I did. Um, it was like a thing, especially with like Korean people. Um, they would like put scotch tape right there, like a little like tiny line of it. You would like cut it up a little bit. Yeah. And then sometimes, you know, just to make it not look so like scotch tapey, like you just experimenting on your face like arts and crafts you would like put eyeliner over it too and then it would just make your eyes look so much more bigger um and it was a thing and obviously it's 2021 everyone knows that like korean people get their eyelids done and um one summer in sophomore year mm -hmm. i went to korea and my mom was like you you can use my doctor she literally would just like with like a male cutter like like make like a line with my eyelid she was like you look so good like you you have the perfect eye shape and everything. She got me really into it. I'm like 15. I don't know what to think. And I remember the, that during that summer, like I used her doctor that you like literally performed the surgery on her when she was in college. And like, I was just like, fuck it. Let's, it's go time, bitch. Like 600 bucks. Why the fuck not? Celine, I remember when you junior year, I remember coming back or I, I just Sorry. remember seeing you and your eye, like you had something on your eyelids and mm -hmm. I was like, something has something on and I forgot who I asked. Mm -hmm. May have been Melissa. But then I was like, what's up with Celine's eyelids? No, no, yeah. Because, like, in I, I mean, imagine going from, like, no, no double eyelids to all of a sudden a slight one. And then I think during that time, my doctor gave it to me, like, really small because, like, I was still growing. Mm. And, like, so he purposely made it small. But I think if I had to remember it correctly, like, it's a big drastic change because, like, my eyes were literally purple the whole summer mm -hmm. um and like, like bruised it was bruised yeah uh. and like i got my shit done my mom also decided to get like her own surgery done which is like to take out bags under her eyes wow. so we both had like a double surgery we both looked at each other after surgery like damn we look fucking scary like we look like scarecrows 
Um, but then everyone said like they complimented my eyelids and like even when I came back, my landed and my dad was like, "Wow, you look um, a lot happier." <laughs> I mean, so the double no eyelid thing is real. Yeah, no regrets. Like, I think I do think about it like back day, back in the day. Like, wow, I was pretty, I was pretty ruthless. I was pretty bold of me to do at age what sixteen. Yeah. Um, if younger. If yeah, younger. but now like surgery is like so common. It's like whatever. Yeah, which is, man, which is a very interesting and weird thing. I get it, like, right? You mm -hmm. want to look at yourself, you want to feel great. Mm -hmm. You want to create an environment where you feel good about yourself. Mm -hmm. I, I cannot disagree with that. Yeah. But at the same time, how socially acceptable um, plastic surgery is. Yeah, it's like exponentially grown, like yeah. statistically, like, you know, People getting boob jobs, nose jobs, like... I have a question for you, Selena. Yeah. So earlier this week at work, uh, I work with a lot of guys, mm -hmm. okay? And I asked the question, I was like, what is the equivalent for, like, a, ma uh, a female can get uh, breast enlargement, mm -hmm. breast reduction, mm -hmm. they can get... Plastic surgery for BBL. Yeah. Resume butt lift. Correct. Yeah. They can increase and decrease size wherever. Mm -hmm. Well, not wherever, but on their chest and in their ass. Mm -hmm. What is the male equivalent of that surgery? Because if a girl has a giant tits or fat ass to a guy, it's like, holy shit, she's super attractive. No, there's... Honestly, if I'm just speaking straight from the heart, there's actually no equivalence because that is like a really expensive procedure very high commitment. There's nothing that is on that same caliber for a guy, unless they get like, unless they get surgery themselves, but it's like, that usually doesn't happen. So one of my coworkers voiced He that, increases dick. No, not dick size. Dick size. It's, he increases dick. <laughs> it's, it's, so if a female gets a breast implant mm -hmm. or gets a fake ass, it's the equivalent of a man, a man taking steroids and getting super jacked. Mm. What do you think about that as a female? I don't think in the same level because like, sure, I can just inject, like use a syringe, inject. Like, mm. but like, that's not like, oh, am I gonna pay this like 10K yeah. like breast implant that I have to carefully maintain, like, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like maybe it's like equivalent to like, possibly getting like a nose job, like something like, mm -hmm. Like, I think, like, breast implants and, like, or things that you got to, I mean, I guess, like, I would put it, put it more in the equivalence of, like, a non-surgical procedure, which could also be, like, you know, like, a, a breast transfer, you know, you just transfer fat to your breast yeah, and, yeah. like, slash your, your butt, too. Those are considered, like, not really, like, surgery. Like, yeah. you're just, like, you're just grabbing fat from, like, and you're yeah, just inserting it in. So, so yeah, so I would feel like that's like somewhat of the same caliber like level because like you have to maintain the steroids. You can't just, it's not like a one and done. You have to keep continuously doing Correct. it. Correct. Right? Correct. Um, and then, but I feel like there's like so many, you actually know someone? Is that what you're saying? I, I know a female that moved fat from one part of her body to Oh, her. I thought you knew someone that took steroids. Oh, I'm sure I know someone. Yeah. But there's like a lot of side effects, isn't it? Like yeah, but it just depends where you're taking. A steroid is. But why are they taking steroids? Is it to like because they're in like competitions and things like that? Like, what is their purpose with that? 
Is it just mainly to solely just look pumped and look good in, like in the public eye? I think they want to see results within a certain amount of time. Mm. But aren't, are they like using that? Like, are they using their body for no, a certain like, benefit? they're not competing for anything. I think a male, you have to understand, like a male, when they mm-hmm. walk around, right? Like, they're literally, in my opinion, like dogs. You ever bring a dog to a dog park? You have dogs, or your family has dogs. Yeah. You brought your dogs to a dog park. Mm-hmm. It's all about alpha male, just looking at another alpha male and being like, yeah, I can take that motherfucker. <laughs> Or it's like having like fucking small dog, small person syndrome. Yeah. Complex. Men are complete idiots. And maybe you're not all idiots for those who are listening. But I'm going to go into, I'm an idiot. Okay. (laughs) And what I mean by that is like. Competition. Yeah. It's it's when you want to compete because it's males are just like when they go around, it's just like, oh, I'm taller. I'm stronger. Mm Mm-hmm. Or I'm smarter. Mm-hmm. Or I did this. I did that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, that's how we innovate. That's how we improve as a human race. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you want to acquire the best resources and chief and, mm-hmm. and hunter-gatherers and mm-hmm. all this shit. You want the strongest males in your fucking tribe. You don't want any weaklings. You want to be that hot-ass peacock. You want to be the hot peacock. To your female bitch. I mean, yeah. you're just showing off, like, trying to get a mate, trying to get a nut. <laughs> yeah. Males are really dumb. They just want to get a nut off. Laid. They want to get laid. They want to get laid. But it, it goes beyond that. They just want to reproduce. That's literally well, all of our genetic code. Yes. But in, like, society, they're just trying to get a nut. Correct. Not, in like... societal terms... Yeah. We're not trying to reproduce anymore. We're just trying to find pleasure. Pleasure. And then when we're trying like, to find reinforcement. We're trying... Yeah. When, when a guy goes off, to, goes after a hot girl, it's not because she's hot, no offense. Mm-hmm. It's because it reinforces that I'm hot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it's like, if I can get a girl like that, that means I'm at that caliber. And that's that is the most conniving, like, mm-hmm. male masculinity bullshit that's out there. But you, you yourself feel like that's okay. Like, especially in your 20s, like, I think it's a, here's a perception, like, it, to put it more simply. For guys who are, like, maybe ever plan to, like, get married and have a family and do the whole, like, you know, typical shit, like, you know that's going to come sometime in your life and you're just maybe at the, this point in time in your 20s not ready for it or 30s. Um, and maybe you just like want to have a lot of fun. You just yeah. want to like experience all these like different types of girls and like, you know, you just want to like, you know, just have that like super instant gratification because you might not have that, especially if you had a relationship before, like, you know that like once you're in a relationship, it just like, it's not as like spontaneous and wild, mm-hmm. you know? And then, but I feel like for a lot of guys, they're looking for something that's like unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Nothing, not. You don't want to find a girl that's just like, honestly, it's just going to be so simple. Like, you know, it's always going to be yes. Like, not sexually, but like, you know, just like, you know, you're, you're just living a very simple life. I can together. agree to that. Yeah. I think the, the whole reason why me and my significant other have gone this far mm-hmm. is because she is uh, one of Gemini and she has multiple sides to her. Wait, how long have you guys been together? Like two weeks. 
Like 10 years. Actually, uh, like 100 well, years. Oh, I don't want to say that long. Oh, you like are so in denial of like the number. It's, but it's not, is it 10? No, I was just no. Is it like seven, eight? No, it's like four. <laughs> Anyways. <It's> two weeks. <laughs> Anyways, what I'm saying is I haven't figured it out yet. She's different, you know? And, and oh, what that's I'm, really respectful and like really inspiring, you know? Yeah. Really no, like, she's, she's different. She's fun. She's quirky. We have a great sense of humor, which I think is incredibly important. And most, most importantly, she has a different perspective. I like that. I like that you can openly say that because, like, no offense to, like, the Asian community, but, like, I find it very hard for, like, Asian American guys to openly express, like, what they really actually like about, like, their significant other, like, openly in, like, a public forum, you know? Yeah. Like, they would definitely...